I'm happy to sit across from someone, but I'm not offended to next time because then you get both get to look out and you're like watching a movie. You're watching the movie of the fucking this world full of freaks together. Yeah. So that's why I like it more so. It's not even so much to be affectionate. It's because I want us to watch the same show. Welcome back. We're not for everyone. We're an existential commentary podcast hosted by a hater and a lover. I'm Jess. I'm trying to like say our names more up top in case we have new listeners. So I'm Jess. That's Caroline. Yeah, I'm Caroline. That's a good idea. Professional podcasts do it. And I noticed and I was like, oh, "Oh, they have a point. They know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) They have a point. And the other name you need to know is Abby Newhouse, who edits our podcast. And she fucking best podcast editor could ever watch. She's also a very good dear friend. And she is in the market. She's available to take on more audio editing jobs. So if you need an audio editor, podcast editor, or I don't know, whatever fucking kind of editor, you need a DJ editor. I don't know if she can do that, but I think she would rise to the occasion. You can contact Mm -hmm. Abby, who edits this podcast, on Instagram. Contact her on Instagram. It's Abby Newhouse. That's A-B-I-N. E-W-H-O-U-S-E, right? Is that her Instagram? Yep. We always, that's her Instagram. We always have it in our episode description. So you can scroll down and find it there. And also if you follow us on Instagram, um, we follow her. Like on the Not For Everyone Pod account. We only follow me, Caroline, Abby, and my old podcast. So uh, you'll be able to find her really easily. Go message her. She's the best. She's a prince. Yes. She's ready for you. Love her to death. How are you? Bitch, I'm good. I'm in full chaos mode today. We sat down and just was like, look at your hair. Wow. <laughs> and I'm it- projecting because my hair is like the dirtiest it's ever been. So I just I'm glad that you don't you didn't show up looking like the most made up that you've ever yeah. been because that would have really that wasn't what I needed today. And that's not what we need for our hot takes. I've fixed it now. So if you're watching on YouTube and you're like, this is okay. This is no. <laughs> this is this is the improvement. I also noticed that like <laughs> we first of all, we can't stop talking about our hair. And I think to us asking like, how are you? It's like, I'm gonna tell you about my hair. I'm gonna tell you about my hair, and that's how I'm doing. It's like when I was in, I was in a really unhealthy codependent relationship, so sick when I was like 21 or whatever. And when people, I started realizing that when people asked me how I was, let's call this guy Jacob. And I would be like, mm-hmm. someone would be like, how are you doing? And I'd be like, well, Jacob's really busy right now. Like, Jacob's, like, on vacation right now. I'd be right. like, Jacob's, like, going through this class right now. And I couldn't, like, the way that my well-being was just, like, whatever this other person was doing. It was so sick. And now mm. my illness is whatever my hair is doing. The good That's very astute. I feel like I definitely have noticed myself do that before and also noticed friends doing that. So I like that you, like kind of pinpointed what that could mean but also the hair thing is equally astute and I'm glad we're on the same page about it like if yeah imagine if one of us was describing our well-being with our hair and the other one was like no but how are you really like nobody (laughs) wants that we just want to talk about hair (laughs) I don't really want to know just tell me what your hair looks like and I will deduce the rest Yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> I do feel like, I feel like I'm talking 100 miles per minute right now. Like, I feel like I'm fastest, talking really fast. This is the fastest I've ever done anything. 
don't I don't know. I don't know what's about to happen. I, I don't know what's drunk. about to happen. I feel drunk. <laughs> I am having a glass of wine <laughs> in an attempt to chill myself. You because are. Because this is the energy I've been having all day without wine. I didn't need yeah. alcohol for this. Okay. Um, Can I say two things about speeds and being drunk? Yeah, please. Two things. When I get drunk, I feel like I'm being so fast. You know what I mean? You feel like really witty and snappy and bibbity bop bop bop. And I had this feeling, I always had this feeling that like when I was drunk, I was like, I feel like I'm really fast right now. Like I feel like I could run a race and possibly a delusional thought. And then one night, I, it was a couple years ago, I came home, I was like still in New York and was drunk one evening and felt like going for a run because I work out late at night a lot. And I was like, I'm going for a run. And I went for a drunk run and I timed myself because I wanted to prove to myself that I was faster. And I took like two minutes off my mile time. I was You're kidding. I was legitimately so fast. Is that it's crazy? It's probably because like you don't feel pain or something. Like you're <laughs> Your nervous system is numbed. Like, you can't feel that your knees started to hurt or you, like, you're not overthinking it. Like, it's definitely a mental, physical I know. pain thing. Definitely. Where you're just like, I can do everything. Yeah. I was like, it was so wow. funny because I was, like, ready to be proven wrong, to prove my drunk self wrong. And I was like, my drunk self knows. I love that for you. I have a thing that's not the same, but it reminded me of this. So, um, last episode I told you, we talked about, like, what what did you call it? Sex wrestling, like when you wrestle your partner to try yes. to like start sex, especially early in the relationship when you like don't know how to initiate contact. Uh, yeah, I, I'll do it. Even we, I'm you know now even 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 knowing how to initiate, it's just a new sport I play. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just fucking fun. That's true. I still do it. What am I saying? But um, I think in general I have like a very the way that I know how to flirt because I don't really know how to flirt is like competition based and I'm actually not a very competitive person in other contexts like if I go to a game bar or something with friends or if we're like at a cookout and people are playing cornhole and pong and whatever I'm like I'll play but I don't need to win I don't really care I'm just here for the socializing but when it's one-on-one with someone I'm dating I get so competitive about it as soon as they're hot as soon as they're hot as soon as they're hot I'm like I will win I will beat you I will prove to you (laughs) That I am the woman who should have your heart, which is, I don't think how that works. <laughs> That's and, so funny. Um, yeah, one time there was this guy that I was like, I was like, we have to race. Like, we will race. And <laughs> I'm not a runner. Like, I'm not fast. I don't know why I got it in my head that we had to race. And so one night he came over and we raced just like down the hall in my apartment. And I totally like slid and fell and skinned my knee and he only noticed that I fell as he was like coming around the bend like he hit the target and he was turning around and it very quickly became like a very heartbreaking thing of like are you okay do you need something <laughs> and I was so confident going into it like you will race me and I will win um yeah so that's what I bring to relationships that, to me that is romance though to me like the slipping and the falling is the key I don't think I feel the same impulse to win I feel I definitely feel inclined to put myself oh. in a position of danger <laughs> and then you can come wrestle me right so it's like how do you help me yeah yeah I'm a damsel in distress yeah now. damsel see how you handle this classic mm-hmm. damsel did you end up hooking up with whole guy after that yeah, 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 for sure. We were already... For sure! <laughs> <laughs> we had already hooked up a couple times, so, like, it was already known. 
I don't know. It was already known that he was coming over to hook up. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I felt like I needed to like get put something in between You're so the cute. arriving You're so at my cute. door and the hookup. I was like, oh, okay. Like he's here. We can't just hook up right away. That's actually a thing with me too. I don't know. I feel like I need to like. No, I gotcha. I make gotcha. it worth your while. Make it like, worth your yeah, while. Yeah, let's have some. That's not what I was gonna say. I thought we were on the same page. <laughs> like, That's not what I thought you were gonna say. Have some entertainment, like oh. pre-dinner. I feel like your booty is the entertainment, entertainment, girl. I feel like it is. I just it feel like is. I feel like I have to play it cool. I'm like I don't want to be a horn dog, so I'm like, what's fucking? You know, what do you want to do? You want to do an activity or something for you? And I guess puzzle? that's. Maybe that's where it comes from. But uh, either way, I don't know exactly where it's rooted, but there is a need to be, like, activity-based. Like, oh, we have to do something before. I don't think one time anyone has ever, like, showed up my door at my door and we've had sex right away. Sure, My boyfriend sure. has tried because that's, like, a hot thing. Joke's on him. And I'm like, oh, do you want to, like, um, do you want to do this first? Or, like, how was your day? I have a three-legged race that we could participate in right now. Yeah. <laughs> Potato sack? Potato sack and then I'll fuck you. I'm so awkward. Yeah, potato sack. Egg on the spoon. Uh, Let's father-daughter field day throwback and then we'll get right to it. M&M toss. Now we're just naming all the events from father-daughter field day. Do not bring my father into this. First of all, this is a sex race, please. So this is, I call this a dating hack. This is something I would use when I, back when I was dating and but I still use it now just to like recenter myself even like with a boyfriend so this is if you ever struggle okay if you're like me and you sometimes like forget how to be <laughs> right. when, when you like a guy or like a girl or like a person um you know you can be like dating somebody I definitely had the feeling at times where I'd like, I like forget who I was. You forget who you are when you're so wrapped up in trying to um, win someone over. You get so fixated on like, do they like me? Do they like me? Do they like me? And you like forget how how to be. You know what I mean? To- yes, I just described racing and wrestling <laughs> as a part of my pursuing men. I'm very much aligned yeah. with what you're saying. Yeah. And you're like, God, I feel like I've, like, lost my own sense of humor. Like, what do I even like to talk about? Like, how do I have conversation? And, like, that happened to me when I was dating. It happens to me sometimes now, even having a boyfriend, because I just, like, I like him because I like him. And um, something that helps me recenter. This is my hack. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) I'm so scared. I realized at some point that whenever a guy would either break up with me Or just make it clear maybe that he wasn't serious or like something that let me feel rejected. Anytime I officially felt rejected by someone, I was suddenly able to be myself. I was suddenly able to feel Mm. like, fuck you, fucking wasting my time, leading me on, being a jerk, whatever the fuck they did that offended me. I was suddenly completely able to speak as myself, to be fucking hilarious, to like talk as myself, to be interested, to hold my own boundaries, whatever. And so now, sometimes if I get caught up in a moment where I'm like, I'm not even being myself, what am I doing, who am I, whatever, I just imagine the person's already broken up with me. I would do this sometimes when going on a date, when going on a first date, I would sit and visualize that they have already dumped me. And somehow that breaks the spell and I would would be able to show up on the date then and be myself. Or like, yeah, if I'm Mm. like losing track of myself a little bit, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, I will just like 
I'll just picture this person who's already broken up with me and somehow it helps me recenter because it, I think it, it releases me from this idea of trying to keep someone or trying to win someone. It's like, what if they were already gone? Then you could just chill. Um, and it's, it's not, it doesn't actually, I don't know if that feels toxic. Like I don't, I don't start treating them like they've broken up with me. It's, it's really how I'm treating myself. It's like how I'm interacting with myself. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It like releases you of the feeling that there's something to lose because you've already lost it in your head in this like imaginary, in this hack. Um, and I do feel like the reason that dating anxiety happens at any stage in dating or in a relationship is because there's that feeling of something to lose, whether it's that you like really like the person and you're realizing you really like the person. And so now the stakes are higher because you don't want to lose the person you really like, or you're having a hard conversation and you're worried that that means that there's something at stake here and that it, it might result in a breakup or whatever. And so it's hard to show up as yourself in those scenarios too, because you don't want to lose it, whatever it is. Um, I like this. It's interesting because I don't know. I love the way your brain works because I feel like the way that a like not even a therapist, I don't know what a therapist would say, but the the thing that like an Instagram therapy type of mindset would say is more probably like just assume that they really like you, you know, just assume that they're like totally in it with you and like just treat it like, yes, I have this person and I like them and they like me and just have the confidence that like you got the stuff and they want it and then you'll carry yourself in the way that you naturally do and doesn't work for me it you're right it doesn't work there it doesn't work it just doesn't work for me I can't like focusing on the worst case scenario it it it, like with work with so many things there's a bunch of places where I probably should learn my way out of it but I feel like I've learned to to leverage it to my yeah use it to your advantage my advantage yeah and and you're so right it's those moments when you're focused when you get too focused on like but do they like me you're 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 actually not asking the important questions like not everyone's gonna like you and that's actually not the end of the world it, it's in those moments that I forget to be asking like oh but I do I like them right like, I'm I should still be evaluating you um so I think that's what it can unlock for me. Yeah, totally. I feel like every dating conundrum, especially in the early stages when you're like figuring somebody out and getting comfortable, like really like somebody, but getting comfortable with the fact that like you like them and it's okay, they're going to stay. Um, it does often come down to that that mindset shift of like, I'm so worried about if they like me, but do I even like them? And if you're not showing up as yourself, if you're finding it hard to show up as yourself, just like Mm -hmm. joking and, you know, being kind of like relaxed and you're in your natural state, then how can you know if you like them? Because you're not like in your body. You're not like in your true self. Um, You're just worried about, yeah, how they're going to perceive you and you're clamming up. So I'm, I'm so on board with this. I really like it. I'm glad you figured it out. Like I have no clue if it would even work for me or if it's something I've done before. I'm not really sure. I don't think I've like consciously thought about it this way, but mm. it does make a I lot think it's, of sense. I think it's for a certain, maybe a certain kind of person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe not the people that like positivity <laughs> for, but it, it doesn't feel negative no, to me. No, I don't think it does it either. Yeah. It just is free. I think it's freeing. I think that's yeah. what it is, which everybody can get on board with. Okay, that's a hack. 
It's a hack. She hacked it. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's let's do what we want to get into today. What are we doing? What are we doing today? We are going to do a deep dive on hot takes that you guys submitted. So... Hot takes only. Caroline, tell us more because this this came from your brain. I'm so on board, but like, what what inspired this idea? I don't even remember. I think I had like a really hot, sweaty sleep one night, and I woke <laughs> sure. up. This is what happens. Sometimes I just wake up with like a title in my head, and the title was "Hot Takes Only," and um. And that was that's pretty much the extent of the vision. I just want to do a bunch of hot takes that you guys sent in. I think we're in a pretty good state right now because we're both feeling a little unstable. Revved up. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know. Jess has fielded the hot take suggestions that you guys have sent in. I have not seen any of them. Oh, cool. Okay. And we're gonna react. Oh wait, did you think I'd seen them? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have a shared note, but I I was prepared for the fact oh. that. Where's you may note? not have looked Where's at the shared the note. note? <laughs> Where the fuck is the note? No. It's somewhere. No. Don't worry about okay, it. Yeah. I can read them. Okay, I can do well, it. Well, just I don't know what they are is the surprise. I'm going to start with this one. I think a point of contention amongst many. Mm. Morning or night showers? Um, I can go for sure. Night showers. Night shower mm-hmm. all the time. It's like how I decompress at the end of the day. Even if, like, for some reason I had to shower earlier, like I was going to a funeral or, I don't know, something that made me shower, I will still shower at the end of the night. And I, I don't have a bathtub, but I do lay down in the shower, lay down on my back, let the water pour over you. It's not sexual. It's just something it's I like to just feel. just peace. Yeah. <laughs> it's just peace. It's just the only way I know how to live. Do you do that every night, the lay down? Yep, every night. And it's uh, it's... Unless it's like a super rushed shower, but it's yeah. like my total decompression time kind of let, because I work really late at night, so I like let the work then leave the body, and then, yeah, it's super steamy in here, in, in there. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you also work out at night, which I tend to work out in the evening yeah. too, so that contributes to it. I'm also a night shower person, but I used to be a morning shower person and only within Ooh. the last like year or two has that really changed. It I guess it has changed. I didn't know that I didn't know that one could flip. I know. Well, I was always torn because I felt <laughs> like I liked to start my day like in the way that you're saying I compress at night with my shower. I felt like in the morning it woke me up to shower and like started my day, started my day clean. I would like do my hair and get ready, like a full get ready in the morning, which made me then feel like very on top of things and like my hair looks good and I'm clean and I'm in an outfit and I'm ready to go. I don't know. Something about that helped start my day on the right foot. I also used to be a morning workout person. And so Mm, I would like work out early, get back, shower, do the whole thing. But I shifted my workouts to the evening, and with that, shifted my showers. And I am never going back. Like, you're going to put your dirty-ass feet in your bed at the end of the day? That's where I'm at. I'm a very okay. – I'm a little bit of a clean freak. Like, not overly, but I I have um, relatively high standards for, like, cleanliness in my home and – I, I don't like outside clothes on the bed type of thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm not trying okay. to get in bed and tuck my little toesies in if they haven't been 
like cleansed <laughs> cleansed perfectly i think i guess that was, was that a squeaky squeaky clean sound effect you did it kind of <laughs> sounded like the psycho killer like <laughs> it sounded like yeah it sounded like a be- bed creaking yeah <laughs> So it's actually just me getting into the bed after my shower. It's not. It was supposed to be cleaning my toes with What's a little washcloth. What's that noise? Oh, that's just just rub, rubbing her toes in bed. <laughs> They're what clean, the so that happens. Okay. Uh, I'm. I, I've always. I, a lot of people have told me that I would have a good. That voice you have for loud like, toes. Well, no, that I have a good voice for like audiobooks or I mean podcasts or like um that I should look at voice acting or whatever but yeah. I cannot do sound effects for shit so okay yeah I guess that's no that was the good in there Thanks. No, no, I, it was good it was good so we're on the night shower train with this hot take yeah yeah anything else is wrong for sure <laughs> right suckers okay suckers. next up give me one okay this one I'm gonna get so fired up about Oh, shit. Baby on board, car stickers, or decals? Oh, they're all a lie. The, none of them have a baby. They just don't want you to honk at them when they're Stop talking Stop it. <laughs> they're all a lie. <laughs> That's the best hot take I've ever heard. None of them actually have a baby. Yeah, have you actually, like, looked? Same with the student driver. They're just slow drivers, and they got a sticker. I, I don't so believe right. any of them. I don't believe any of them. Show I me the data. Show, show me, me the data, data that shows Show me the otherwise. fucking baby, dog. Show me the fucking baby. Hold the baby up. First, I don't actually believe that, but that is something I think every time I see the baby on board sticker or the student driver sticker. First of all, I'm like, I should get one of those because I don't want people to honk at me either. Right. Um, But yeah, I basically, I guess I don't think about how many babies are in a car until I see one of those stickers. And I'm like, there's definitely not one in that car. You know what forces you to think about how many babies might be in a car? (laughs) Not exactly these baby on board stickers, but the stickers that are like, the whole family. Uh, oh, the little stick figures. That is what. That's so weird. I don't actually. The baby on board I haven't thought about very much. But those family stickers. Yeah. Make me furious. Like when right? I see them, I'm just like, OK, um, I know people, too. Do you want me to like put <laughs> stick figures too. of all the people that might ever be in my car? on? Because I can. There's a lot of them. It'll be bigger <laughs> than your family. It's in their family. Does I know people, too? I feel like they're bragging. That's the like, stupidest reaction. <laughs> they just, for, I don't know why they make me so mad, but they make me mad. No, I totally agree. And I haven't quite articulated, but there's something obnoxious about it. It's, I mean, it's like this weird badge of like suburban honor or something <laughs> like, look at us. And like, we stacked the bodies from boys to girls, from tallest to smallest. And the dogs are at the end. And like. It's like, get over yourself. So you have five kids? Cool. I guess you love sex. Like, stop. Who cares? Why don't you just get a sticker that says, I love sex. I love it. It would be more efficient. Yeah. Um, The thing is, too, thinking about people, like, adding to those when they have another kid, or let's say when their kid gets older, like, maybe there's a little baby, but then it's no longer relevant when your kid is 10. So do do you need to peel off the baby one and, like replace yeah. it with a child size one just That's thinking so about somebody like the upkeep for the people that really care about this and they're like oh i gotta on his birthday i gotta go on amazon and <laughs> order upgrade. the bigger size one wow um, that part also kind of like does something to my brain that That's i don't so like funny 
<laughs> yeah. I, I just have questions about bumper stickers in general. Like, I'm not offended if somebody has them, but I cannot imagine a world in which I would buy one and put it okay. on my car. And the, what's kind of funny about bumper stickers, I think when you see somebody's bumper sticker, it the feeling is that like they're screaming this thing at you, whatever mm. the thing is, I have a family, I love the earth, I whatever the political yeah. thing, like whatever it is that they're like, it feels like they're screaming it at you. But I feel like the reality is more so that like someone they know gave it to them as a stocking stuffer once and like they put it on their car and it's just <laughs> right. there. But like, but the feeling is that they're screaming it all the time. But also maybe some people do feel like they want to be screaming it, but I don't know. It's well, weird. there's a difference between, okay, somebody gave you that sticker. You could either put it on your car and make sure that it's seen every day by strangers all the time as you drive around town, or you could put it on like a notebook. You could put it on like a coffee mug. You could put it on You're right. Maybe they were mirror. On the car. I think I'm giving yeah, these like too much Yeah, like there's other places to put stickers. So they do want to yeah. be screaming it at you. That being said, I did recently get one and only one bumper sticker. Yeah. And I've never been a bumper sticker person. I guess in high school I had like our school name bumper sticker. Um, but in my adulthood I haven't had one. And yeah. You know those Maryland crab bumper stickers that are the Maryland flag that, like, a lot of people have? It's just the flag, I guess. It's it's I, a crab shape. Oh, but yeah. it's filled in with the flag, mm-hmm. um, which is a very eccentric flag. I got one of those recently because whenever I go home and I see people driving around with them, I feel like it's so nostalgic, and it just makes Aww. me think of, like, Baltimore, which is where I went to college and where my cousins grew up, and, like, I spent a lot of time there, and... um. I don't know. It just is like a, cool. a nostalgic one for me. And because I don't live there anymore. I was like, that would be a really nice little thing to add on my car and just like nod to my home state. So I did that's that true. recently. Okay, so maybe that's how a lot of people feel with their bumper stickers. And then when I see them, I'm just being like, this person wants me to move to Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> but they're just like, I just like Maryland. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, that's really sweet when you describe it that way. I mean, that this being said. This person thinks I should go to Maryland. <laughs> There's still a line. There's still a line because I yeah. don't like the baby ones. But yeah, there can be, you can make a case for it. Show up in court and make a case for your bumper sticker. Make a case for your bumper sticker. I, I do have one question. I'm trying to think about the bumper stickers I've seen before. And I there's only really one that I vividly think about pretty often. I don't know what it is. I'm sure people have seen it. It says salt life. It's like a specific, it's like a specific brand or logo mm-hmm. or like it's in a specific lettering that says salt life. It's, it seems like surfery or I don't fucking know. But it looks, the way it's written, every time I see it, I'm like slut life? Every time I see it, it looks like someone put a bumper sticker on their car. Yeah, that's bragging about the slut life. And I think that's fun. I think that is fun. And every time, I'm disappointed that it actually says salt life. Right. Okay, yes. I just looked it up. I, I like, that rang a bell, but I needed to visually see it. It Um, looks like slut life if you're, like, a little. It does. If if you're not a great reader like me, it looks like slut life. If you're squinting, which is what you should be while you're driving. um, (laughs) It looks like Slut Life. Yeah, I think it's just like a beachwear brand or something. Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen a lot of those in like Rehoboth and yes, the Delaware totally. beaches. It's it's in the area. So just know someone listening to this podcast has a Slut Life bumper sticker and know that's what it looks like. And we approve. Looks like you're screaming in Slut Life, the Slut Lifestyle. I'm going to get you one of those now. And that should be your only, <laughs> your only bumper sticker. 
Slut life till I die. <laughs> I think we just talked about bumper stickers for like 20 minutes. It was pretty good. It's pretty Didn't good. Yeah, I everyone. think that's the hottest take on bumper stickers you're going to get. Anyway. Yeah. This is totally steamy. This side of the Mississippi. Are we on the same side of the Mississippi? Um, I SSI SSI baby. I go <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you of course that? I do. I think it every time that I have to write the word Mississippi, which is not very often, which is why I'm not a pro at it. Wait, did you know it? I knew it from doing gymnastics and on the parallel bars. You could spell out Mississippi with your legs. You'd be like, you go over the parallel bars with both legs and that's an M. And then down in the middle is an I. And then S, you'd hook one over. And then S, you'd hook the other Whoa. over. And then I. And then a P, you'd hook one over and make a loop. And M-I-S-S-I. That sounds painful. I'm not familiar. Oh, okay. I don't know where I knew it from. I thought it just I thought it just went around school when we were again, we're always talking about spelling, but I thought it was just like a trick to know how to spell it. Yeah. I don't know. And it just like sounds you can hear it in your head, you know. It's a catchy beat. It's a it's a banger. It's a beat. We should get a DJ. <laughs> To do a Mississippi bomb. I'm doing so many sound effects today. What the fuck? And my SSI I hope everyone goes on YouTube to watch the face. The face that just made. Wow, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. We got fucking adorable. A bong. I'm good at it because I was a bass in my acapella. You said you were good at I'm good at it. I know how to do that face for sure. For sure. I beatboxed sometimes and I would be like, You're a DJ. (laughs) Yeah, the secret this whole time is that I'm actually a DJ and I have all the answers and I won't tell you. You're so fucking cute. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to smother you. I'm going to smother you. Here's the next one Couples sitting on the same side of the booth. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you would. I have more complex feelings about it. Cool. I can I can defend mine. You go first. Okay. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone to give me a hard time for doing it. I deserve love and affection. <laughs> <laughs> However... Extra key today. <laughs> I also want to hate other people for doing it. <laughs> yeah, it can be both. It can be both. It can be both. I was thinking about this from a past episode where we were talking about people who walk slowly out of the gym and you were like, I want to sign off on this, but I might be an offender. It's often both. I'm an offender mm-hmm. of lots of the things I hate. That's why I hate myself. If I said that I hate myself, <laughs> like, I do most of these things. Yeah, it's both. It's both. Okay, totally. it's sweet. Yeah, sick. I As long <laughs> as we're clear on that. The other thing I realized about this one, I went to a cafe in my neighborhood the other day to get breakfast. And like, I actually, instead of picking it up and taking it to go, I sat there. And there was this older couple. This is such an unassuming cafe. It's like neighborhood coffee shop. The setup is really humble. The chairs and tables are like kind of broken. Like it's not the cutesy place in town, but I love it and neighbors love it. There was this older couple that walked in and ordered their stuff and the woman went and sat down at a table um, and then the man followed her and he sat right next to her on one side of the table and there was no one else with them. And I saw them and I was like, this is adorable. 
And I think that old people get a pass for like 95% of things that happen in society where I was just like, that's so cute. I want when I'm that age to still be sitting on the same side as my partner, like still want that type of closeness with them when we're just out for a casual coffee that's like very unassuming. It's It was like a Wednesday. It was not a weekend. It was not like a date day for them. It was just like a informal morning coffee and they sat on the same side and I thought it was adorable so yeah very specific people deserve love in my eyes when it comes to the other side of the table yeah me and you and old people (laughs) and old people oh totally no that would absolutely melt my heart you do deserve love I don't know if I do but I demand it and (laughs) I I like sitting on the same side of the table first of all I want to be holding hands all the time. I don't give a fuck. Mm. I don't give a fuck. And also, actually, the bigger reason is that I don't like staring at people. I don't Mm. like staring at people. Like, I really like some of my favorite spots to go, even with friends, is to sit at, like, my favorite bar spot sits on a corner of an intersection and stares out at the street. And so you, like, sit at the bar and you stare out with your friends. And... It's, I feel like sitting on a park bench and you're both looking out at the park instead of staring at each other. Then you can both comment on the park. Like, I love people watching. People watching one of my favorite activities to do alone, to do with people. And then, you know, even in a coffee shop or cafe or restaurant, um, I think it's weird to sit on the same side. I think it's less acceptable to sit on the same side if it's like an actual sit-down restaurant, like fancy dinner or ordering yeah. wine. Like, that's a little more annoying. But if it's like a diner or a cafe or a coffee shop, I'm happy to sit across from someone, but I'm not offended to the next time because then you get both get to look out and you're like watching a movie. You're watching the movie of, of the fucking, this world full of freaks together. Yeah. So that's why I like it more so. It's not even so much to be affectionate. It's because I want us to watch the same show. Um, that's a really good point. And I also think that's kind of a dating hack in and of itself is totally. it makes it so much easier especially on early dates but I think it applies in long-term relationships too but especially with someone that you like don't know yet and you're kind of nervous and like looking sitting across a table and having like an interrogation style meal is just like a lot it's so So sitting next to each other at a bar I feel like people end up going to a bar and sitting next to each other anyway a lot of the times on first dates but if you're not doing it consciously know that that's actually something that's probably helping you kind of like connect a little bit more and feel a little bit more at ease sooner it takes the pressure off and if you're not staring at people in the eye whether it's someone you know well or not when you're not staring each other in the eye you're able to open up more because it's you know someone's staring into your soul if it's it's just kind of the same idea of like the trope of laying down on the therapist's couch and staring up at the ceiling while you talk like you're gonna open up more if you're not like someone's not bearing into your eyes Mm -hmm. um you you don't feel as intruded and you can actually be more open and um, it's also the same reason I find it draining to just like stare someone in the eyes. First of all, eye contact is just exhausting to me. But I think it's why I find FaceTime fucking exhausting. Yeah. I, I would much rather, if, it, if I really want to catch up with you, if it's a person I don't get to talk to a, much, a lot, I would much rather do a phone call. I will be listening better. Yeah. And it's the same reason most of us find Zoom exhausting because to sit and just stare someone in the eyes is not the way we have conversation when we're sharing a space together. You're looking around, you're doing whatever. So whether it's on FaceTime, Zoom, or a date, 
to just stare someone down, it's exhausting. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It limits things is what I think. Yeah, and one example of this, I, I totally agree with like the Zoom and FaceTime example. That's why so many people burnt out during the pandemic and are continuing to burn out with remote yeah, video, work. Yeah, video work is um, exhausting. But the other thing is just in person with people – on Love is Blind, this happened once where, you know, that's the dating show where people meet behind a wall. They don't get to oh, see yeah. each other. Um, there's a wall in between them and they have all of their conversations with this wall in between them. And then they decide whether they want to meet in person and get engaged and like proceed in the experiment. There was one couple at some point that once they were out in the real world and they were engaged um, and in person with each other, they were having a really hard time connecting in the same way that they did back in the pods when they were between the wall. And so they would actually, like, in the, their apartment where they lived yeah. together, sit around the corner from each other and, like, sit on the floor. One person's in one room and the other person's in the other room around the corner. I think I saw that, yeah. And talk to each other. And I think they got a lot of shit for it because they were a little bit more of a, like, toxic, dysfunctional couple that wasn't working out on the show. And people were like, they can't even – look at each other and have this conversation like they only worked in the pods i understand why they got that criticism and it's a dating show whatever but um i actually think there's something to be said for that like yeah first of all sounds kind of hot yeah sounds kind of hot it's just a different dynamic it sounds like just a i don't don't know if you do it all the time but it sounds like a cool way to mix things up i like that that sounds fun next one okay okay boxer shorts on who great follow-up question it didn't say but do both start with men men wearing boxer shorts straight cis men oh i like boxer shorts boxer oh. they called that boxers yeah i like boxers yeah okay so we have different views yeah i i like them i mean i don't dislike them but i do think like grow up you know really <laughs> is it a less mature thing I feel like the worst option of the male underwear would be just briefs. Um, yeah, yeah. So oh, I can't remember the last time I saw a human adult in briefs. Yeah, I don't. I don't wish to. It's something that I can go my whole life without seeing. Probably someone um, European. Sorry to all the Europeans listening, but oh, true. Def- I'm sure. definitely a European. It works better in tight pants, like European fitting pants. I'm sure. Um, so that's the worst. Yeah. That one sucks. Agree. But then I prefer boxer briefs above all else. Like the tighties. The tighties. The tighties. Tidy, yeah. The, that's tidy what boys. I think you typically see guys our age wearing. Oh, it um, is definitely typically what you see. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, where are the boxers at? Okay. Where, where I can the like that. At? I think I always expect, I don't know why, I always expect boxer shorts and it never is them. It never happens. Well, I don't, I and I don't feel disappointed. I just feel like that's what I, I, I feel like come on. Just, I just feel like that's like what, um, maybe that's like what Barbie dolls had on, like Ken dolls, and I think that's like, mm-hmm. sorry for this Freudian slip, but that's like what my dad had. So that's mm-hmm. like what I associated as like these are what adult men wear. Right. Okay. When I was a kid, maybe I could see that. I mean, I. I the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't have prob I don't have a problem with boxers. I think I would find it weird if a guy wore them daily and wore them under okay. his clothes daily. Like just seems bulky. Yeah, I mean, yes, now that we have tighter guys wear tighter pants than they did in like the nineties or whatever, how could you get boxers in there? I would say I think this is actually the thing. 
is that if I need to borrow some shorts, I would rather put on boxers. I do not want to put on briefs. I will not be putting on your briefs. It's going to look stupid as hell on me. And it's emasculating. So I – on me. Right. That's why I want to see the boxers because I'm like, I'm going to have to wear those. Okay. I'll wear either and I like wearing either. I mean, the briefs, they hug my butt more. It's like kind of hot when I wear them. I feel like they don't look quite right. First of all, I have bigger legs and a bigger butt than the biggest man so it like it there it's always like suddenly this is a thong yeah it's right on me yeah I I don't mind it like if I'm comfortable with someone I feel like I'll wear either but I do want you I don't I don't want them to like not own any boxer shorts I agree with you having some boxer shorts for a more comfy day or for me to borrow Totally cool. And if you're hanging around the house and you're wearing boxer shorts, like that also makes sense to me. I just want them. I think I just need to own a pair. Yeah. Well, your first question when I announced this topic was on who. So yeah, yeah you clearly, the whole point has been you in boxers. I, because we spend a lot of time in boxers shorts because we'd wear yes. them under our Catholic school girl skirts. You had Kilts. to wear shorts under, you had to wear, like I wore, you could wear shorts. You could wear gym shorts under your skirt, but I more often wore legit men's boxers. So they feel kind of comforting and safe to me. I'm like mm. used to wearing them, which is maybe strange. Yeah. No, actually, that makes a lot of sense. I And that was always the best thing to wear under your kilt because it's much softer than like your PE shorts. They're lighter. They're, um, it's not as bulky. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Sophie's or Sophie? Sophie's. Shorts? I always called them Sophie's. Yeah. Those were. Hot. I mean, that's like a blast from the past. Talk about slut life. Yeah, totally. How many times did you roll yours? Oh, you had to do at least two rolls if you wanted to hang, if you wanted to be cool. Totally. Um, but any more than that, and it would sh- the rolls would show kind of through your skirt. It's too much bulk. I did too. I mean, sometimes I would want to do one like on a low-key day where I'm like not trying <laughs> to impress anyone. Okay, if um, you guys want to look up these shorts, it's S-O-F-F-E shorts, and it's the one with the white waistband on top. There's really nothing notable about them, but we wore them all the time, basically. Let's do one more. All right. Yeah, totally. Brunch. <laughs> this is what I'll say about it. I used to love a bottomless bu- brunch. I would go in D.C. I feel like they're really popular in D.C. I would go almost every weekend with my friends. It was a fun time. Okay, it's a venue to get together with people and eat and drink. It's a meal. Yeah, are you saying that you're somebody who doesn't like to hang out with your friends and eat and drink? Like, we're all brunch girls. But at the same time, would I rather do breakfast or lunch? Yes. Yes, sure. Brunch is kind of like, it's one of those things. I'll do it. I love it. I'm not shading you if you do it, but it's a little overrated. It's really busy. It's, you're not really getting a good deal. Like everybody thinks you're getting a good deal. The most expensive egg and piece of bread I've ever had in my life. Right. But people are like, oh, it's bottomless mimosas. It's like, uh, you're barely getting anything out of that. And like, you're not getting enough sustenance from your meal to like hold up the fact that you're drinking all of that it's just like this take I agree with it's overpriced it's really busy it's really chaotic I would much rather do breakfast lunch or dinner any day of the week I also what I would say about brunch the way I like to do brunch is like at someone's house I love going to someone's house and like it's a potluck or they're hosting or Mm. whatever and everybody brings like baked goods and 
this and that and somebody brings the mimosa stuff and somebody brings this like brunch is a cute concept it's a great time of day to get together and gab I I'm like so for the concept but in practice at restaurants and stuff I often I guess I go and end up disappointed like more times than not so that's where I'm at yeah that is a good take that is a great take that's probably what they actually meant they probably actually just meant the meal um I think I'm just tired of seeing the like shitting on brunch girls whatever like why are we shitting on these people um that I agree with it's overpriced too much hype too much weight who gives a fuck I could have made these two fucking wet eggs at home. <laughs> I'm not as into I'm not into lunch as a over it, but I'm I'm really into breakfast recently, or even just morning coffee dates because sometimes I don't want to eat early in the morning. But I've been doing a lot of my hangs with friends at like eight a.m. having a coffee or breakfast, and it gets me out of bed because I I sleep late otherwise. It gets me out of bed. It's the best way to start my day. I love, I love. It makes me feel like I'm in Sex in the City. Like, meet me up with guys on the Upper I'm going to have a bed. Yeah, I like that. I haven't done that in so long, but, I, like, I used to do it way more often when I went to an office and somebody would be like, do you want to meet for coffee, like, before work, like, around the corner from our office? Like, a coworker who I was friends with type of thing. Yeah. And I used to do that a lot. And then, I don't know, sometimes I do it. I should do it more because whenever I do, I get that feeling of, like, Oh, what a great way to start the day. Now I'm yeah. like positive going into everything else because I saw my friend. It's nice. And like I'm up and at him. And you, you you get some connection to start your day. Instead of like in the evening, it kind of doesn't matter who I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much dead and dreading it by the evening. I'm so dead by the end of the day. I want to work out and that's going to revive me and pr- that's pretty much it. But I'm not... I don't like bring a great energy by the e- by evening social time. Yeah. Yeah. Heard that. Heard that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's more, but I feel like we've done plenty. We can save them. We can keep collecting them. If you guys liked the hot takes, send us more. I feel like I really um, – people listen to our request, which is – to send them without your take included so that we can like get to it um but feel free to follow up with us if we did yours today and Mm -hmm. tell us if we got it right or not from your perspective dm us yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. definitely follow up and let us know i think it'd be nice to include this the submitter's opinion yep maybe we'll repost it to a story or something see if we got it right please see if there's something we missed that was on your mind and if we miss something, yeah, write us about it. Um, leave us a voice memo about it. Like, tell us and we'll share it. You guys are going to get some solo eps over the next couple of weeks because Caroline and I have back-to-back trips coming up and vacations. It's the beginning of July. It's my birthday month. I'm, like, ready to get the hell out of Dodge. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to Greece and London and I leave tomorrow. And I'm really excited. And I realized that I haven't had a vacation that's like on my terms and my terms only in a really long time. Like every I Mm. I go places all the time. I'm always on a plane. I'm always traveling. I'm always heading somewhere and I always have a good time with it. I'm like like to see my friends and my family and like to go new places. But I feel like all my travel in the last couple years has been visiting people or like for work even or maybe it's for a trip but it's kind of like a group trip that maybe was really somebody else's idea um 
All of which is fun, don't get me wrong. Like, I've had great times on those trips, but this is the first one in a while where I'm going and it's just, like, me. My cousin's coming with me. She's, like, the chillest person ever and we've already talked about, like, doing separate things for a lot of the days and I'm just ready to turn off my brain and unplug and have it be, like, just time. And I just wanted to share that. I don't know. Like, do you relate? What I feel like it's so hard to come by travel that's like that lately, even though... That's kind of supposed to be what it is, I think. (laughs) No, I'm so excited for you. Holy relate. That's literally why I went on my solo trip. It was, um, that was it. Like, I can't just slip into, like, caretaker mode with my family or, like, control mode or I guess it would be fine with friends but um I'm actually going on a trip a couple trips coming up with friends and I'm very excited about it but it's just a different thing yeah it's like to me it's the same it's just a different flavor like sometimes I like to hang out with my friends in the evening sometimes I like to hang out alone in the evening they're just completely different not having to worry about and you're you're kind of a worrier you're kind of a caretaker you're an organizer so I could definitely see that weighing on you like the concern of you know everyone's doing well someone else's schedule someone else's needs like i don't know we gotta there's if there's moments to be selfish yeah seize them that's what i say (laughs) if there's moments to be selfish where it doesn't hurt somebody seize them because they're rare yeah i guess that's i you articulated kind of like the factors that go into it more than i had even unpeeled in my own head i mean now i'm realizing we've talked about this a little bit before i feel like you talked about it when we were yeah. talking about the solo trip. I feel like you shared some of these things that I can definitely see being like your cross to bear based on how you like take care of people and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You talking about my cross to bear. I don't think I ever got to say this on the Please. on the podcast with you. But in your first solo episode, when you made the joke, that's not actually a joke Uh-oh. about, um, what did you <laughs> okay. say? You were like, my favorite thing about Jess is that she takes everything to heart. She puts her heart yeah. into everything. And then you're like, and that must be also her cross to bear. And then you cackled. I cackled with you. Like the first time I listened to that, I cackled so hard. I thought it was so funny it, because it's true. Because like, I think I said, because <laughs> I think I said that probably, that probably has to yeah. suck. Like taking everything to heart is like what makes you beautiful. And like, it's got to probably suck to be you. It that was sounds so, <laughs> I felt so seen in such a quick moment there. And I, I always meant to bring it up on the podcast or just to you and say, like, how hilarious that was because it was true. Aww. It was true. Um, Aww. Yeah. What the hell? So, yeah, that's all. It's Yeah, this wasn't a segment. It's just, like, a life personal update that that's where I'm going to be and I can't wait. And Is it a week? Yeah, just over a week. I'm going to be in Mykonos with my cousin and then – that's like five or six wow. days. And then I'm flying on the way back home to Chicago. I'm stopping in London and seeing my friend Mary, who lives there. And um, I'll only be there for a couple of days and then I'll head back. I've been to London. I've actually been to both before. I've been to London multiple times. Um, Greece I've been to once when I was like probably 10, 12 years ago with my family. I was maybe 20 or 19. And I was just a jackass. Like, I was a brat. I could not appreciate that trip at all. I mean, I appreciated how beautiful it was. Oh, it's so different when you're a kid, But I remember just being like, I'll come back here when I'm older. Like, I don't want to be with these people. (laughs) I don't know. I was, like, in my phone the whole time texting my friends because it was, like, freshman year after college. I had just made new friends. And I just wanted to, like, be there with them. It's just the worst version of a person. 
Um, oh, that's what's important at that age. I guess yeah, so. You don't, have to, you don't have to put it down. Like, whatever. You, you, you're focused on what was important to you. Yeah, I guess so. It just is such a ass. I don't know. It makes me feel like an ass because it's like your parents took you to Greece, dude. Like, lift your head out of your phone, you know? <laughs> sure, that's easy. But the thing with any of these things, like this... Ugh. It's like you weren't doing that for no reason. It's not because you were like an asshole when you were 19. Yeah. It's like, like, why would a 19-year-old do that? Maybe because they're in a totally new environment at college. They're stressed out about having a social world, something that stresses out people at every single age. There's this feeling of scarcity, like everyone's going to make a friend and you're not going to. Like these aren't small or insignificant mm. things. I don't, I don't like to just like dismiss it like you like – you, we're focused on that for no fucking legitimate reason. Like, there's a legitimate reason when you were 19. Whatever. Now you're in a different place. It's, it's chill, dude. This is so healing. I've never talked about dude. this in therapy because it's, like, such a small thing. But that I just accepted as, like, I was a brat moving on. Not something I need to unpack. But you're so right. People don't do things for no reason. People don't do, do – we no one, no one does anything for no reason. Like, there's a reason. And you can also want to change that behavior. But, like, whatever that was your priority then it's okay yeah my priority was a, a boy that had a girlfriend that i was in love with so yeah okay, that's a tough one i had a reason <laughs> that'll get you that'll fucking ruin a family trip yeah <laughs> you think you were gonna be present on your with your parents during that no Absolutely fucking not. way dude i have to text this boy yeah. that doesn't want me okay um <laughs> okay bring it home baby girl do you have something funny to say to me no! <laughs> I was about to do the outro. I was oh. about to do the outro. Do I have something funny to say? I don't think I have anything. Listen, we had plenty of fun moments and you can't prove otherwise. So this has been not for everyone. I'm going to say this, y'all. This, this is your homework assignment. I like to give out homework. I decided just now when I said that sentence, which is that you're going to send us in some more hot takes you want. Send us some topics you want us to cover in upcoming episodes. Um, yeah, I'm going to say I think we're due for a what-a-do episode. Mm. So if you want to send us in a what-a-do um send us in what to do remember to to start your message with what to do all in caps in the beginning otherwise it might just pass me by you're getting so good at this wow <laughs> you just coached me on what to say for like three minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you watch on youtube you'll see the outtakes that we don't cut out of us being yeah. like say now say me sing <laughs> hey I love you. You're doing great. Holding your hand. Now say this. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards you say, wow, you came up with that all on your own. You're like, a, you're like an overly generous stepmom. Like, God, you're not my mom. I know what you're doing. You're trying to get me to like you. <laughs> it's all I want. Um, I did a great, I did a great job. Jess was extra cute today. You can find us on Instagram. Not for everyone with the number four. Jess is Jay-Z DeBakey. I'm on YouTube, Caroline Winkler, and that's all I got. Peace out, honeys. Bye-bye, baby girls and boys and persons. <laughs> You're so equal, so equal. Okay, sweet. We're done. Fucking We're done sick. With that. sick. Once again, crushed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>